Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. It's Friday. Thank goodness. What a week. What was so exciting about the week for you? It was a lot of work for me this week, just a lot. I went to New Orleans yesterday and came right back last night. So I went to New Orleans. That's, to not a, that's not never a good time. Yeah, I went to New Orleans to teach a class at Dillard University. Shout out to everybody in the class. It was about hip hop. But it was a great class. But you know what? The On The Run 2 tour was in New Orleans last night. So on the flight there, there were a lot of people that were actually flying out to New Orleans to go to the concert. Oh. Yeah, so I was in and out of New Orleans. And I never have done that before there because I like staying there for at least a day. Because they have like some of the best food. Yeah, they got great food. You got Bourbon Street. You can go down there and get drunk. Salute to everybody that listens to us on Q93 in New Orleans. Drop on the clues bombs for them. I considered missing the flight by accident. What are you handing me right here, Drum? What is this? <laughs> this paper says it's a iHeartRadio world premiere of Gucci Man featuring Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. Wake up in the sky. We're playing at the top of every hour during the show. Wow. Gucci okay. Man getting the DJ Khaled treatment? Look at that. <laughs> Bruno Mars is on the record. See what happens when you get your mind and your body right, people? Kodak right. Black. When I you, like little. Oh, that's what we saw Kodak Black and Bruno Mars in the studio together. You, so I guess that's what they were working on. When you start glowing up so much that people think you're a clone, iHeartRadio plays your song every hour on the hour during the show. That is incredible. All right. Okay, that's a good way to start a Friday. <laughs> also, we got a couple guests this morning. We have uh, Judge Faith Jenkins. She'll be here. Oh, again. I already like Judge Faith Jenkins. Oh, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Guys be lusting over Judge Faith Jenkins in a way that I've never seen before. Yeah, I like, like it. You, I posted uh, the, the tune-in video on my page yesterday, and everybody's just like, oh, my God. Heart emojis. Uh, she said great. her DMs be popping ever since she, uh, you know, started coming on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> That's what she said. And Escape will be here this morning. Oh, and Jermaine Dupree? Yes. But so, so Death Tour? All of Escape. Oh, wow. Not just three of them, because you know Candy thinks she's too good to uh, be with oh, them. Oh, don't say that. 60% of the time. She goes on the road with them. She's just not doing the album. They got the, they're announcing the So-So Death Tour, right? What is it, 20 years? I think it's been announced. Oh, it's been announced? Yeah, it's been. It's not. What is it, 20 well, years, 25 years? you just announced it if they didn't. How many years has it been? I think it's 25 years. Is what? that right? Yeah, they're all going on tour, and they'll all be here this morning. All number one songs they're going to be doing on this tour. Yes. All well, of the start. And Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the 25-year anniversary reunion we, for them. And we got front-page news coming up next year. Yes, we are going to talk about Hurricane Florence and the effect that it's having in the Carolinas already. Also, Jeff Bezos, you know him as the world's richest man, worth more than $160 billion. I call him Jeff Bezos. We'll tell you what he is doing right now, a philanthropic effort that he has. All right, now, let me do this professional. Let me read it off the paper. <clears throat> Where's Envy? I have no idea. Where is Envy? It's a good question. On the way? <clears throat> It's an iHeartRadio world premiere of Gucci Mane featuring Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. Wake up in the sky. We're playing at the top of every hour during the show, and you heard it here first right here on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. 
That's a new, improved Gucci man featuring Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. Wake up in the sky. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. I don't know where the hell DJ Envy at. Turn your mic on, Yee. Oh, okay. Yes. He's on the way. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. I dig that Gucci man record. Okay, in a minute, it's going to be too cold for that record, though. All right? <laughs> here. Yes, here, at least in uh, the tri-state. Now, we got front page news. Yee, what are we talking about? Let's talk about Jeff Bezos and his $2 billion philanthropic effort. Now, you know Jeff Bezos as the CEO of Amazon. Well, he and his wife announced that they are going to help homeless families and also start preschools in low-income communities. Those preschools are going to be Montessori-based preschools. And he talks about the importance of day one and basically how you have to have that mindset to everything that you do from a day one outlook. And so he, remember he asked for suggestions on Twitter of what he should do philanthropically with all the money that he has. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the initiatives that he is going to be doing. He wanted to find out some ideas for charitable donations. Other things that he's done is donated $33 million to the Dream.us. It's a nonprofit that gives scholarships to dreamers. He also donated $10 million to political action committee that supports military veterans running for office. He got enough money to buy everybody a trailer or something, too. You could buy a bunch of land and buy all the homeless people a trailer, something to live in. Yeah. I think that's a a great idea, though, as far as uh, education and preschools, because we all know that what happens early on in kids' lives can really affect them so much later. That's a fact. I still need a place to stay, though, especially if I'm homeless. I mean, right. Well, I, he's working on that also. It's going to be that's hard just, to focus on education when I ain't got no place to sleep. That's at. just part of the initiative of yeah. what he's doing with this $2 billion. Congratulations, Jeff. Pesos. 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 <laughs> All right. So I think that's a great thing. So um, now let's talk about what's going on with Hurricane Florence. Hurricane Florence has hit. And they're saying it's 90 mile per hour winds, life-threatening storm surges. They're saying that uh, today it's going to be flash flooding, pounding wind. Make sure you check if you have any flights that you think you're going to get on. There's more than 1,300 flights that have been canceled along the East Coast. They're saying almost 200,000 homes and businesses are without power in North Carolina as well. And salute to all my people in the Carolinas. I've been getting, I, I, you know, I, I was ignoring a lot of my phone calls yesterday. Why? If it wasn't like my mom or my dad, because I get dumb-ass requests. Like, I got a homeboy. Salute to Pooh. Pooh called me like three times in a row I didn't pick up. But then he finally texted me, 3.26 p.m. You know what it says? What? Can you stop this hurricane, bro? <laughs> he wanted to chit-chat. Maybe it's a no, little nerve-wracking. No, that's a legit question. Can you stop this hurricane, bro? Well, can you? No! I'm not talking to you. <laughs> All right, and here's another unfortunate situation. There were homes in three towns north of Boston that went up in flames. This happened yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this on the news, but they're saying there's more than 60 suspected gas fires. They're still investigating, so they don't want to speculate what happened to cause these explosions, but they did say before the fires broke out, the utility company that services the area announced they would be upgrading natural gas lines in neighborhoods across the state. Now, the blazes left 8,000 people unable to go home yesterday, and they're saying that some of the schools were closed as well, and they did open up a middle school in North Andover and a senior center for evacuees, but about 25 people, including two firefighters, were wounded, and unfortunately, one teenager uh, actually was fatally wounded. He was sitting inside a car with his friends when a house went up in flames, exploded, and the chimney flew and crashed into a nearby car that the teenager was sitting in. Yikes. That's some Final Destination type stuff. Awful. So Jesus they, Christ. They shut down the power in three towns right now north of Boston. About 18,000 people are without power. Mm. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news on this Friday. All right. You feel like venting this morning? Huh? 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 1-800-585-1051. Call us. Get it off your chest, whether you want to, uh, you know, vent, tell us your frustrations. Or if you just want to call up here and tell us oh, how you blessed know you, you are. Oh, you know you can order that iPhone today, too. No. I'm cool on that. <laughs> Why? Why do you need a new iPhone? Well, you know what? You are going to need a new iPhone. Let me shut up, because iPhone going to have this one acting up by Monday. By Monday, Mine's already my iPhone up. 10 will not my work. Phone, my phone just started acting up two days ago. It keeps on. Every time I touch something, the whole screen goes black and then comes back. See what I'm saying? Every time I go from... What did I say yesterday? I yeah. said the phone's going to start blacking out. They're not even trying to hide it Literally. no Literally. iPhone not even trying to hide it no more. They're like, okay, we're announcing new phones. We want y'all to go get your new phones. So either you're going to go get them on your own or we're going to make you by making your phone act up. This is disgusting. As soon as this thing asks you for a new update, oh, it's over. Once you update it, it's a wrap. It's over. Let me but order my new phone. Get it off your chest. Call <laughs> us right now. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Can you uh, get it off your chest? Who's this? Good morning, Breakfast Club. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Jason. Jason. What up, Jason? How are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. Uh, I'm just looking brighter and brighter every day. Every day is optimistic, and I can't wait to see the future, you know? I went to buy my mother a house in a few years, and everything's looking good, man. Well, I understand the context of what you're saying, but you started off the conversation saying you're looking brighter and brighter every day. So it makes us wonder if you're bleaching. You know, that's what they say no, about I'm me. I'm not bleaching, man. I'm not bleaching. Oh, okay. No, so he's not literally brighter. He's figuratively brighter. Got you. <laughs> well, I'm still tired. I'm driving to work right now. I had to wake up pretty early, so I'm, you know... Well, today's, today, today is National Cream-Filled Donut Day, so stop by Dunkin' Donuts and get you a nice cream-filled donut, bite into it, and let it gush into, down your throat, okay? Wow. All right. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Charlie. What's wrong with y'all? You just ruined this whole Talk day. Talk donut. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty, uh... Graphic. <laughs> it felt like some uh, Freaky Friday softcore porn yeah. up here uh, on The Breakfast well, Club. Well, it's, right. it's not also National Eat a Hoagie Day, so go get you a nice, long, six-inch hoagie. Okay. Put that uh, in your mouth. Okay. Well, yeah, we, me, we both prefer 12-inch, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> Have a good day, sir. <laughs> good morning. Who's this? Get it off your chest. Good morning. This is Anonymous. Uh-oh. Um, I, I would like to say that when an Uber driver tells you that the ride is over, the ride is over. Please act professional, <laughs> especially these kids, because they have no professionalism when it comes to overnight drivers. Oh, because it's the entitlement and the privilege. You know that. Wait, what do you mean Absolutely. when the ride is over, it's over? But my thing is, you know, I shouldn't have to call the cops. I shouldn't have to lose Whoa. my temper. Well, I didn't lose my temper. I was very professional, but my blood got boiled a little bit. But with my professionalism, I was able to call the cops and have them escorted out of my vehicle. Why and wouldn't they, they get out? out? They, they wanted to go somewhere else. To, they still fought to stay, which I don't understand because I wasn't taking you anywhere. But she said it was her right, and she, she, I had, I had to take her home. No, I don't have to take you home. Once you. Break that boundary of respect and professionalism. And I'm a young black man. No, I'm not taking you anywhere. You got to exit the vehicle, you know, so. So, wow. so, so why didn't he just, I wonder why they just didn't order another trip. That's all, that's all they had to do, get out. But they were drunk. They wasn't understanding. And the, I mean, the cop, he pulled out his cuffs. He started jingling them. I thought he was going to arrest her. I don't know what was happening, but I was definitely not riding with him. Well, I'm so sorry you had to go through that, sir. No, it's cool. Long story short is I'm a designated driver. I'm trying to get people home safely in the city of Boston. Just respect me. If I stay the rides, I'm not comfortable and the rides not cool, just get out the car. I'm not getting so out I'll your car. car. I'm not getting out I your car. Stop it, Charlotte. <laughs> Did you, um, so you canceled the ride? 
Oh, I canceled the ride. I caught the cops. had to be called. They came. He escorted them out. Um, I reported it. Uber didn't say nothing to me. They said, you know, they're going to ban them to me. They're never going to put them back with me, which I expected that. I thought it was going to be a little worse. They were going to go down and get police support because they are, they think they're privileged. But uh, the day went through and nothing happened. I worked last night. Everybody got home safely. So. Well, blessings to you, night. my brother. Enjoy the weekend, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. I love you. Have a great morning. Love you too, bro. I wonder right. what my rating is on Uber. Because, you know, they rate us, too. I didn't realize that. I, I actually just saw one of my homegirls, Suta Rachel. She was having this challenge all summer where she was trying to get a five-star rating. I just realized that the, the drivers rate you, too. And she'll be in the car acting all nice to the drivers. Hello, how are you today? Are you okay? Which is weird, by you the way. You know what I don't like? When I send an Uber for someone else and they act rude, and that affects your rating. If I was a driver... I got some rude friends. If I was a driver <laughs> and you jumped in the car acting all nice to me late at night, I think you're trying to set me up. You're trying to line me up to rob me. But that's just me and my parents. We know. Now, uh, get it off your chest. Call us right now if you want to vent or if you just want to tell us why you're blessed. You want to let us know that gratitude is indeed your attitude. Call us right now, 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Who's this? Uh, Yeah, this is Don Trell from Southwest. Southwest. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to tell y'all that... Um, I'm a guy, sir. Angela Eza, um, ma'am. Yeah, y'all know you there. You could be a man, man, too. It's equality. No. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I just got off work, and uh, me and my ex was arguing last night, and she told me the reason why she broke up a good year-and-a-half relationship is because she wanted to test some waters. Oh, you know what that means? She wanted to test some other penis. Yeah, exactly. That's what that but means. At least, at least she told him. thing is... I told her to be honest at the beginning of the relationship. If you want to do that, then do that. Like, and then you you hack my Twitter. You start, you know, telling girls leave me alone and stuff. Like, she probably don't really don't want to do it. She probably just calling your bluff. You know what I'm saying? Well, she, it's been seven months. That bluff done for yo. Oh yeah, that bluff yeah, got she, stuffed. She took it very far. <laughs> so yeah, have, have exactly, you been sleeping man. with other people? No, I was waiting for her. She told me she was gonna come back. She loved me like. I believed it, you know. I'm thinking we about to build something. I wanted this girl to be my wife type deal. You feel me? Oh, so you was preparing your table for the past seven months to be the man that you that exactly. you know you want to be in the relationship. Man, I Smart. A, I got a better job, a new car. You know, I upgraded my own apartment. Okay. You know, thinking she gonna move in with me and stuff. It didn't go like that. She said she wanted to do it on her own, so I knew what was up from there. You know why I respect that, man? Because I always tell people you got to, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Like, you don't jump back into a relationship and all of a sudden become a good man. You got to do that when you're, you know, even on your off days like you was. My thing is, man, I had a car before. She got into a wreck in it. I was in school, like, all of this stuff. Like, so if anything, if I was down, it was because of her. I just wanted her to ride through the, you know, hard times with it. Well, let me well at me. least you done stepped up your whole life, though, so that's good news. Yeah, let me think of something cliche I could you tell you. You got a nice new apartment, you done stepped it up, so you ready. You ready? Yeah, and if you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, it's yours. Man, I don't think she gonna come back. She talking about she got a new friend, which I already know what that means. And talking about she don't think we're going to get back together. Oh, man, that means his penis bigger than you. That means he laying it down But you know what? You. She did do you I'm a favor. She did do you a favor. Time. She forced you to get your life together. Forced me. I already had my life together. You she just said. It. I got it back on track. You just said you was going through some rough times. Well, listen, man, look at the bright side. Be happy for the man that's blowing her back out now. You know what I'm saying? Be happy that All she right. got a man with a bigger penis. You love her, so you wanted to be happy, right? So let her enjoy what she's getting at somebody else's house. Me, of course. Huh? 
I want her to be happy with me, of course. You ain't got the big penis like she do, man. What if you find out Safari smashing your boo-boo? Man, look, Safari too lame for that one. Whoa. Did you see his penis pics, though? All right, that don't mean nothing. Can mean you compete? No work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he said that don't mean nothing. So both of y'all seen these pictures. All right. Have a good day, sir. I wish you the best. No, you, it didn't seem like you really did. Because <laughs> like, she's gone. I don't know what else to tell her. All right, let's get it up your chest right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Who's this? Hey, this is Candace. Hey, Candace. Hey, so I'm calling from Atlanta, and I'm actually calling in because I'm feeling blessed and thankful, actually, to you guys, because you guys helped me without even knowing it. What happened? So the last time I got through, I was able to let everyone know if they follow me on Instagram at Sweet Addictions TV that I could help them raise their credit score using their rental history. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people heard me, and not that day I was actually helping single mothers start their own home-based business by helping with the funding. And 10 single mothers called me because they heard me on the show, and Let's I actually go. helped them start their own business. That's incredible. That's a nice feeling. Yeah, so I'm feeling blessed about that, and I'm thankful to you all because, you know, I was able to help 10 single mothers start their own own business to get their own income, so I think that's a beautiful thing. Give us your page one more time so you can get 10 more. All right, it's Sweet Addiction TV. All right. I love being a blessing, indirectly. Thank you. Thank you for being a blessing, baby. All right. Get it off your chest. We do that each and every morning uh, right here on The Breakfast Club. How late is Envy this morning? Is Envy okay? <laughs> Can we check on him? Envy, are you okay? Envy, <laughs> are you okay? Envy, are you okay? Now, All right, let's get ready for Rumor Report mm-hmm. now. I told y'all I went to go see Lauren Hill on tour. It looks like there's some drama happening now. We'll tell you what Santi Gold has to say about not being on the tour anymore. Also, Tamar Braxton, yesterday we gave you a little hint of what was going to happen on Wendy Williams. But we'll tell you what else you had to say about being sexually abused multiple times by multiple family members. All right, and please remember, we got Escape here next hour, okay? Jermaine Dupree and Escape, all four members of Escape. All right, Candy, not acting bougie this morning. She's going to be here with everybody else, all right? It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy's running a little late. It's Friday! Yay! We got the rumor report coming up next. Uh, right now. About? Tamar Braxton? Yeah, I'm Wendy. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report, rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, you missed that tease all the way up. What I'm supposed to say? <laughs> oh, no. You was like coming up next. and uh, It is coming mind. up next. Right now. Oh, now. Yeah. Now. All right. Tamar Braxton was on with Wendy Williams, and we gave you a teaser about this yesterday, wondering what happened with Tamar Braxton, where she uh, talks about being sexually abused by family members. Well, here's what she had to say on Wendy. A lot of things happened we'll to talk. me in my childhood that I was, like, too afraid to talk about or too ashamed to talk about. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that, you know, I, I have been molested by both sides of my family. And um, it's not nothing I ever talked about, and I never thought that I would sit around a table with Ayana, who's here to talk about, you know, me and my sisters and their problems, and to bring that up and sex shame me basically in front of everybody. So that's why I got up and walked out. Well, that's interesting. I mean, it's always interesting because I think it's always different for like men and women. Because like, you know, me getting molested at eight years old by a woman, I didn't register to me that it was molestation until later, later, later on in life. Well, a lot of women might feel that way, too, when they're young, too. As a young kid, too, at eight years old, you also might not know. Maybe. And it True. doesn't register for a lot of people until later on. And sometimes they feel like family members could be hurt. They feel like it's their fault, you know. So it is a difficult situation, and I'm sure everyone reacts differently. But Yeah, Tamar, I, yeah I never felt like it was my fault. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, some women, as young girls, you feel like it was your own fault. 
So it's just, uh, and a lot of times people have mind control over you and you're not sure mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do, if it's a secret. Uh, so Tamar posted, immediately started to cry, not because someone decided to allow someone else to tell my secret, not because I was asked if it were true in front of a hundred strangers, but because once again, my right to choose was taken from me all over again. I decided to tell Wendy and the world my secret myself that I have been a victim of abuse, not once, twice, ten, but multiple times by multiple family members. I've never told anyone other than two people in my life and they both have held this close to them. Yikes. Yes. So she says, uh, one being the man that I am with now and every single day he says, I'm so beautiful and my scars make me even more attractive. All right. Well, he's got to work through it. Thank you to Tamar for sharing something so personal and I know it's not easy. Uh, Lauren Hill, what happened on her tour? Well, somebody tweeted to Santi Gold, and full disclosure, Santi Gold is like one of my best friends. We went to college together, and I actually went to the Lauren Hill tour that she was on a date in Detroit. Was Lauren Hill on time? No. Of course. Now, somebody told Santi, F you and Nas, F you. I paid $250 for tickets for you to not show up a couple of hours before the show. Fans make your living. Remember that. Are you personally issuing refunds? Santi responded, I'm sorry you paid to see us and we're not there. That really bums me out. I'm also bummed that Miss Lauren Hill and crew didn't tell people why we're not there. She took us off the bill. And somebody tweeted her, hey, what happened in Portland? I hope you are not ill. And she said, nope, not sick. So sorry I wasn't able to perform for you all. Note, I saw from Miss Lawrence Hill management team read, due to production issues, the Miss Education 20th anniversary tour is unable to accommodate Santi Gold's performance this evening. Well, spill the goddamn tea. Why did Lauren kick off Nas and Santi Gold since Santi Gold is your best friend? Santi Gold. Well, I'm not sure if she knows exactly why, but I do know when we were in Detroit, uh, her being late and then it kind of cuts into everybody else's time. So a lot of times people aren't able to set up their full production because of that. Like she has a screen that she brings out that she has all of her um, effects behind her. Lauren does. No, Santi does. Okay. But because it's running late and she has to go on later and it cuts into her time because then Lauren takes up some of their time, uh, none of that's able to happen. So they pay all this money for all these other special things that it's supposed to bring out on their show. I'm confused though. Don't Santi and Nas come out before Lauren? Yeah, they come out before her. But they push the whole show back. Oh, got you, got you. So because of that, so it's been some ongoing issues and then some date changes and all of those things. Like they were supposed to be in New Jersey. That show got postponed to a later date. We don't know what that date is. So things were a bit of a mess. But that's whack on the promoter's part. If I was the promoter, I would say Santi Gold, Nas, then a three-hour intermission. That'll give Lauren time to get there. And then (laughs) A daytime show and then a nighttime show. That's all. That's (laughs) all you got to do. Easy fix. Right, but I think Lauren's very also in charge of how it goes down so that it's not like the promoter can just do what they want. Mm-hmm. Kind of. And I know there's been issues with her being late and then that cuts into her set time so audience members are expecting to see like a full Lauren Hill show but because there's curfews and they charge a lot more money every minute you go over it ends up just abruptly ending. Y'all really love Lauren Hill. There's no way in hell I'd buy a Lauren Hill ticket simply because <laughs> of the rumor not even a rumor the, the the historical fact that over the years she's late to a bunch of shows. It's disappointing to the fans. Yes. Alright, Frank Ocean and Travis Scott there's some issues there. Well, according to sources close to... Uh, to Travis, to Frank Ocean, they're saying that the problem is about Carousel, which features Frank Ocean on the Astro World album. Apparently, Frank Ocean is upset because his vocals were changed. They don't know what those changes are, but there's some auto tune. The pitch is higher in the third verse than in the chorus. So, according to Frank Ocean, he basically uh, wants to re- be removed from the track, and Travis Scott has no intentions of doing that. I had no idea Frank Ocean was even on Travis Scott's album. Carousel. I had no idea. So check it out and see if you see there's anything wrong with it. Didn't have a clue. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Yes, and coming up next, uh, lean over. 
Tell your mama turn the radio up. Tell your auntie turn the radio up. Tell your uncle turn the radio What's up. What's happening? Uh, we got Jermaine Dupree and Escape. Okay? They're coming up next on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. And by next, I mean after this song. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. J.D., Jermaine Dupree, and yeah. Escape. Hey! Y'all know I'm fanning now because i never seen Escape all together. Oh, like, this is one time. We definitely didn't expect to see you here, Candy. We was like, Candy, you Candy, Candy be busy. Candy be busy. Candy be too busy for the rest of the girls. Okay, I just got back to, from Japan and came straight here for y'all. Did you bring us all vibrators? Oh, well, no, Whoa. but I can bring Whoa. you one next time Whoa. I see you. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just saying Candy got her candy-coated, you know. Mm, she's not candy. candy. Yeah. So are you back touring with the group? Huh? Are you back touring with the group? Yeah, yeah. We, that's how you we took us a space, uh, some time off to do some other things. and well, she well, didn't want to record an album. Right. Yeah, yeah basically. Right. We toured together all from last year to the top of the year, and then I had to do Broadway, mm -hmm. and they did some more shows. Now I'm taping Housewives, but at the end of taping, I go straight on tour with them. Okay. I love seeing y'all all together because I didn't know if it was going to really ever happen. Right. You know, it was always in talks. There was all these things going on internally with people not getting along. But mm -hmm. you guys finally worked it out. So let's talk about that because I know that's difficult. Mm. It's a yeah. part of maturing. I think it's a, I think it's a part of maturing mm -hmm. because, you know, when you're younger, you're, you're childish. Sometimes you're self-centered. Things happen. But when you grow up and life changes, then you think about what's important. Who was the hardest to come around and be like, come on now? Who was the hardest to talk I mean, to? Me. Can you? I mean, you, know I mean? Yeah. Me. <laughs> you can, I mean, it's, everybody knows me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, um, I, you know, I'm one of those type of people. Once I get in up and, you know, I'm feeling a certain kind of way about something, I'm just like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm done. So we'll you wanted back. a public apology? Based, or well, admission of... Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was a lot that had happened and I felt like it kind of just kind of stayed with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just felt like it needed to be cleared up. But at the same time, it ended up not even mattering because nobody cared about that yeah. as much as they cared about us getting back together. But y'all <laughs> trust each other now, though. Trust each other as far as what? Oh, that's in general. Exactly. That's not a difficult question. That means no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a loaded question. <laughs> Y'all trust each other. Trust no one. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think to a certain degree. I mean, it depends on what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, what we're dealing with. We can trust one another, you know. And, you know, some things we may go left, you know. Everybody got their own lives going on. Everybody got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. See? Yeah, that's what we need. This We need this. So it's more business than yeah, friendship. Definitely. Well, well, no. I, I would uh -huh. say it's a, I'd say it's both. Gotcha. Still, still I look at it way. like a family. You know, mm -hmm. in family, sometimes you fall out, you come together. Sometimes you don't talk for a long period of time. But at the end of the day, you always come back and say, you know what, this is what's important. Like Jermaine Dupree or Bow Wow. I feel like you guys always have, what? like, your back and forth, <laughs> but then y'all always come back together somehow. <laughs> what? <laughs> this relationship with all my artists is the same. <laughs> Bow Wow's a little what? different, though. Bow Wow, because that's like your son. Slash little brother slash artist. He's like all of the above. It's just what y'all see. It's, it's just what y'all see. Bow Wow Wow's out on social media all the time. You never respond. It, you never feel I, don't, I don't even be following Bow Wow, by the way. You don't so. follow <laughs> Bow Wow? <laughs> <laughs> he not blocked, though. Yeah, he? Yeah, he not blocked? Yeah, why? For what? I mean, I'm, how long have I been dealing with this? It's been every day of my life for since he was 12 years old. Bow Wow's been the same. The dude used to come on my bus and steal my jewelry. Like, everything. Oh He's been God. doing this. You your jewelry. Like, when we was on tour, he was, no one, like, when he right. was 12, I had my jewelry laid on my bus. 
He'll come off his bus and steal my jewelry and take my jewelry and run on his bus. His bus be gone. I have to wait to get my jewelry. Like, he's been doing that crazy stuff to me. Well, he just admitted he had a drug problem. His antics. So he said a lot of his antics would do the drugs. Really? Yeah, he, he said, said that on, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Really? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't be following him. <laughs> They said that he said he was addicted to lean, and then he said he just stopped smoking weed for uh, the last two weeks. He said he stopped smoking weed. Well, good what? for him. Mm -hmm. Good for him. I learned something. Now, who opens and closes on this though? No, oh, that's a that's good a question. tough one. Hey. <laughs> Look how everybody look, looking look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we ain't figured it out yet. Everybody open and close. <laughs> well, I can't be giving you the side. I like what he what, I mean, he with the bull. Right. Everybody open and close. <laughs> and everybody don't close. Right. Yeah, That's impossible. He being too political how, how right now. That, how does everybody we close? Need to know. I mean, because the, the closing of this show is multiple hits back to back as opposed to it being like one song. You know what I mean? And they know this because we we all created this this idea. I created this idea with them. Candy looked like, look, I ain't get that memo. So what happened? <laughs> so what happened? <laughs> like the rehearsal? No, they already created the idea. We just discussed what songs you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we gonna end the show with you know with a bang, and it's gonna be like everybody bang at the end as opposed to it being like, you know, because every, you know everybody got fans and everybody feel like everybody songs. Everybody fans feel like each one of their songs is different. So. Well, this is what I was saying. Okay, I mean, Candy. When we sat down with him, <laughs> and because I don't think he's really explaining it, like the way he explained it to us, like it's gonna be back to back number one smashes from the top, and then we're gonna end with back to back number one smashes. That's what so, I just said. So, like the whole thing, everybody's gonna feel like they can sing along <laughs> through the whole concert. It's gonna feel familiar. You're gonna feel like every hit from your childhood, from your adulthood. What made you have a baby get married? Whatever it was about our hits is gonna be back to back. So meaning, like for instance, it may be Jagged Edge come out with a smash that you love, and then we come right on stage and come with another smash that you love right after them. Well, black people be late, oh, so nobody got sick. No, and nobody's gonna yeah, be able to be late. Black we people be late for sure. So when, like, when oh, the first person step out there, and there's only five thousand people out there because black people late. You gotta give them like a 30, well, 40 minute grace time. period. This is a show you do not want to be late to, <laughs> right? Because right. it's not set up for like, oh, you got your opening act. Right. And you got, no, right. this is a show where everybody is a part of the same performance. It's like a greatest hits show. Right. Yes. So it's going to be yeah. going like, we're going to go on and off, on and off. Mm -hmm. I think I read this is the first tour where every artist had a major hit in the first 20 records performed in the show are all number one songs. 100%. Now, Candy, what made you want to be a part of this tour? Because you don't be having time for escape like that. <laughs> um, well, actually, everything went really great with our tour that we had with the Great Escape Tour. And, you know, we had discussed doing another tour. This came across the table and, you know, we just... She's trying to get that shmoney. That's right. That's she, she, she ain't turning it down. She like I mean, that shmoney. It's, it's a good check. I mean, yes. come on, we all business people here. Do you guys feel like y'all are closer now than you were before now that you've gone through, like whatever separations you had, grown up, like you said, got more mature, had families. For sure. Now we, you know, we have a problem with one another. We'll say, listen, I ain't like that, or you want to change this, whether it's wardrobe or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's easier for everybody to walk away Nobody's now, riding. Because y'all grown, y'all got Nobody's money, y'all got to put up y'all have our own buses. Now yeah. I was gonna say y'all all got your own buses. Yes. yes. See, they ain't with each other. Y'all no, all got your own buses. No, 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 no. We have buses families. All of us. Everybody have has families. families. Uh, yes. Says the guy with a whole yeah. car lot yeah. in front of his house. Our buses expensive to they go on tour. We have a lot of people. Like, she got <laughs> I got, I got seven kids. Yeah, yeah that's a whole bus right there. Yeah, you taking them all, Tiny? No, but I'm just saying they come. Some of them come. A group of them, three or four. We have a nice little entourage too. Yeah. Yeah. 
our glam wardrobe. That's a lot like, of tour buses. Yeah, we, do, hey, we employing a lot of people. <laughs> how so. do everybody's families interact with each other, too? Now that, you know, with the kids, the husbands. The, cool. Oh, yeah, everybody's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you know what's funny about this whole thing is that people, y'all see this, y'all think this is like a reunion. Like, we've seen these people all the time. Like, even if we ain't doing no tour, these, everybody done seen each other. Mm-hmm. I don't see you like that. I don't see you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially tiny, tiny, tiny. I be, I be in the same room with tiny like yeah. every, every damn near almost all the weeks, every time, all the time. Would be a Jeezy session, a Ti session. I can't yeah, just be. I mean, or tiny be just be sitting over there. You know what I mean? It's like it ain't like a reunion. Like right. it's like people we done seen these people around. All right, we got more with JD and Escape coming up next on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and as y'all know, we got Jermaine Dupree and Escape here. We're talking about the 25th anniversary of the So So Deaf Tour. So let's get into it. Charlemagne? How did y'all truly repair the relationship, though? Because you called Candy out and JD out and said they was messing around with each other. So well, how did you repair all that? Me and Candy sat down like two grown women. Okay. I went to her house. We sat down. We hadn't seen each other for like 10, 12 years. Yeah. And we sat down, and it was like, dang. Like, it was emotional. It was, very, it was very emotional. It was very emotional. We both said things, how we felt. You know, we got stuff off our chest, and mm-hmm. she got her apology. And yeah. Like, then we, after that, <laughs> after that, we we talked, and it was like we it, uh, our conversation turned into a four hour conversation until it was like we were just talking about old times and. To yeah. the point now, we share rooms on the yeah, tour. Share, right. We share everything now. So, so it's like, we yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got yeah. the B team and then A team over here, you know. No, we the A team. Everybody know we the A team. A team. Whatever. But that's good. I feel you can't be a team. They B team. Sometimes you have a private conversation and with something that was public, and you do want somebody to publicly clear something up because it's important to you personally. Like, there's people that'll come to you like behind the scenes and be like, listen, I want to apologize or reach out. But it is important to just clear things up oh, and be like I was most definitely I even talked to my sister about that a while ago um, before they even talked I was like you guys should talk and then I told Candy when we had our conversation you guys should have that conversation mm-hmm. outside of business right. just yeah. as females and when they did it I was like yo let's what we doing but it really, like, it really wasn't a, a business transaction type thing well, it was. I mean, it was a lot going on. I mean, I think one thing we also just left mm-hmm. out, but you saw on the show, is like somebody was trying to steal our yes. legacy. But no, what I'm, legacy, no, what I'm saying is that initiated us the thing, speaking. but that wasn't the cause of it. I felt like us, the stuff that we talked about, the stuff that we got off our chest, it was bigger than business. Oh, definitely it was bigger than yeah. business. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, growing up, Tamika and I were really close. So when the whole mess happened or whatever with what she said, I think that's why I took it more to heart right. because it came from her. Who tried to what steal you? the group's legacy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. somebody yeah, else, um, they had to shop the deal, a movie deal about our group without us being a part of it. It was, was, it was Mona Scott? Mona no, Scott? No, 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 no. It wasn't Mona. It was, um, I don't, I'm not putting <laughs> no names to it, but... Basically, they did a deal with the network uh, to do a movie about us without without our knowledge. And, and when we was found give out, the music. yeah, we was mad yeah, at him. Pretty much, and, um, you was gonna the music for real? I thought you were joking. <laughs> you know, I show? mean, you got no. you know you, you know the Stop thing, stuttering, JD. The thing about, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, tell it. I'm saying like the thing about it was that I'm looking at that. I'm thinking about legacy. I'm thinking about you know how how quick people out here write us off anyway. I'm like, if somebody want to do a movie about a group that I signed, then I'm going to let them do the movie about the group that I signed. I'm not getting ready to, like, 
just be like, okay, well, y'all kill everybody off. Like, you know what I'm saying? I felt like that's what was happening. So we had to have that same conversation that she's saying that her and uh, Tamika had. We had to have a heart the heart conversation about why I did it and why I was why I was trying to do it. How come you don't what? mend the relationships with your artists? Like, you, you're like, oh, I ain't getting involved with Bow. Like, you don't want to dive in and say, you know what, I'm going to fix this because you signed Like, for what? I mean, ultimately, I mean... Y'all, listen, let me say this. Everybody keep talking about Bow Wow. One thing that y'all got to realize, y'all never seen Bow Wow in no trouble. Y'all just keep talking about him on social media. You ain't seen Bow Wow go to jail. You ain't seen Bow Wow with no drug addiction. He telling y'all that. Y'all ain't seen that Because I said something about this, about the Mac Miller thing, or how people was just like, yo, that's my man. I'm like, if that's your man, and if you see your man doing the drugs, you're supposed to say something if, you, if right. you're if a smart person, right? I have never seen Bow Wow do no drugs around me. Not a, it's not gonna happen around me. So I'm saying I'm in his life. You know what I'm saying? I'm in their life too. But I'm saying I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all hear from them the way they always. Right. You know, the, that's how it's always been. Does Escape trust Jermaine Dupri? Trust them? They yes. here. You could. That, that, <laughs> they here. That means yes. <laughs> they probably. They probably. You just said you're gonna let them talk, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have. I have to step in when I know. I'm saying. I was surprised. I was just as surprised to see these two sharing everything on the tour, probably more than anybody. Because mm. mm. I was shocked. Like I, I went to the show and they pulled me in their dressing room and they was like, "This our dressing room. This how I go down and hit that." They 18, was keeping me away the from them too, yeah, and I was like, right. "Damn, okay. all right." This, you know, what I'm saying, and I was. I could feel real camaraderie. It, it didn't right. feel like somebody told them, y'all, you guys need to do this and da-da-da. So, you know what I mean? I feel like, same thing with this. They all here. That's showing you how they feel about what we doing. Well, we know how Candy felt, but how did you feel when you heard Tamika say that um, Candy slept with you and your father? <laughs> Damn, um, Charlamagne. <laughs> Damn. So the currency tour, the cultural currency <laughs> tour, is coming to a city near you. Wait, wait. So Escape has, has not been here since y'all that that old last story. No, and, and y'all never uh, all been here together. Oh, okay. No. All right. So he's gonna try to get it all yeah. out. Yeah. Right. So we Charlemagne on the tour way. right now. It's gonna be Charlemagne high energy. Fashion. I think hits. I mean, I think your favorite artist was that it wasn't true about Michael Malden. That was the whole point, and she wanted to make sure that rumor got squashed. So make sure that you squash it again, Candy, since he brought it back up. Oh. Wait, what? You said make sure I squash it? Well, uh, uh, yeah, just make sure you guys, just because I don't want to put it out there again, and it seems like it's... Well, y'all did. Right. <laughs> what? Let it go. Just saying that it's not true that Candy slept with Michael Malden. That's no, that true. was not true. Right, it was that's like, totally like, she just makes that up. I didn't have nothing to do with that now. I didn't make it up now. It was told well, to who me. Who made that up? I didn't make oh, it up. Oh, but Brittany told me the one time. That's the one. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. But you know, not even did, the right we, kind. We did, we did miss you. Um, about I would say about a month ago, and and I, I I even texted you. I told you we missed you. You know, the first time I met Janet Jackson was with you, mm-hmm. and I just remember back then Janet was in the strip clubs. Janet was out and about. Janet was doing mixtapes, and it was a different Janet. And when she came, what like three weeks ago? I think so. I don't remember. Like three weeks ago, I raised that memory it just wasn't mind. the same person. It wasn't the same. She didn't seem down to earth. Well, how long ago was that? With with JD? 
Yeah. Like seven I don't think years, none of them care about this. Jana's not on the social media. No, I'm just telling Jada I said I missed him. <laughs> and the reason I say that is, is uh, people people don't remember what that relationship was and how cool she was because it was like it was just a totally different Janet. Do you still speak to her or no? Envy. I seen it's I seen you bother. like her picture. This bothers Envy, by the way. It does. I, I, I hit a mad time about it. Bobby, he, he hit me bad. He hit me up about this. This really bothers you. I mean, yeah, we cool. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. I mean, it's a JD touch, man. When I touch somebody, it's, they touched, man. I'm like a reverend. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. 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 How do y'all feel about that statement? Don't take me to that church. How y'all feel about that statement? How y'all feel about that statement? What statement? That he, when he touches somebody, it's like a reverend. You ever felt the healing from JD? <laughs> My healing. goodness. In music. In music. We'll give him that. I'm saying I'm not. I'm saying. You know how many millionaires I made? That's a fact. I'm just saying. What about uh, Kyle? Call me lottery. Is Kyle gonna be on this talk? Lottery. Lottery. Yeah. Of course. Which, okay. which lottery? Listen, I, I wanna I do wanna say this without all jokes aside, this is what black people should pay attention to, is that this is this is a tour that probably I would say nobody else has ever done this before. This is a t- we have all all the groups, every artist that was ever signed to So So Deaf is on this tour. They're alive. They out here, they happy, and they going on the road. This ain't happened with Bad Boy. This ain't happened with Death Row. This ain't happened with Def Jam. This ain't happened with no label. So So Deaf is the only label that's got all of the artists, not even Motown. I thought Bad Boy said he's not, go- he not doing it. Come on, man. Oh, gosh. Cut it out. Yeah, Stop. That's what I'm saying. I said on I'm saying media, cut it out, man. It. You ain't, you, go to his page right now. What? It's the first thing on top. It's pinned to the top of his page. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, goes good right now. <laughs> so you saw when he said that, though. I mean, listen, like I said. He doesn't follow him. I, yeah, I, yeah, he I, probably I doesn't follow Bow Wow. I, I, I went to see if it was on his page when he mm-hmm. said it. It's pinned to the top of his page. All right, well, DJ Envy, you got that Escape Mini Mix for us. Let's get into it right now. Yes, it's the World Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Uh, that was an Escape Mini Mix. Now, are y'all doing new music? No. Mm-hmm. Well, we have an EP out called yeah. Here For It, um, Tiny, Myself, and, and Latasha. Um, so Candy's doing She's doing music Yeah she's doing music too Oh yeah. I do music Yeah Candy, why, I, why, 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 I do music We know you do music She's doing solo music <laughs> Why is Candy so against Doing new music with Escape Well no I mean I feel like For me it's just like A thing of Like I really enjoy Performing with my group members You know And I feel like You know At this day, day and age At this age I just want to be able to Do whatever I want to do And Business-wise, I like to be in control of my own situation. You know, when you're doing business with four different people at four different... You got to split it. 25, 25, Everybody has, an, you know, their own mindset of how they want to handle business. And, you know, it's like the more and more stuff you do together, it's just kind of like, okay. It just seemed like it would make sense since y'all all on the road together. Why not? Well, see, I like her answer. She had a different answer that I heard. You know what I mean? And, 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 but you heard, J.D. I heard a different answer. The different, the, the different answer that was that you felt like the music and the artists and, the, and where y'all are as a group, you didn't want to tarnish the success of, of success. Well, that's success. True. I mean, to and me, I, it's like back I, in the day, we sold multi-platinum records or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. it's not the same as it was then. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Now, it's a totally different way that people selling records. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought in that my was mind, some... I feel like, why tarnish that? I see what see, Candy's saying, though, because it is hard because those records all mean something to us. Like, that was a time. You Have know you heard mean? Memory Lane? Mm. No. You need to check it out. That's our new single. Uh-uh. It's, it's, it's bad. I'm going to check it out. 
I haven't heard it. <laughs> yeah. But all those records mean, like, just kicking it. I can remember why I was when I first heard just kicking it. You know what I'm saying? So but those records mean something. Though. It's a whole new generation. Yeah, we can't. Kids, certain right. songs don't fit our age. Now we're singing about relationships. We weren't gotcha. in a real relationship back then. Now we're saying some real conscious grown folk stuff. We're talking that real grown stuff. We were talking grown stuff now. We were talking nasty. Too. I didn't even half the songs we were singing. Girl, I was like, I bet you, you know can't hang. When I got older, I was like, oh, that's what we were singing about? I didn't know half the stuff. <laughs> I didn't know half the stuff. I did not. Half of that stuff, Jermaine wrote. I ain't going to let you get over. No, I'm saying. Certain songs. I speak for myself. Both of y'all. Anyway. But what I'm saying is certain things did not mean what it means to me now. Right. Okay. It, it has more meaning to Tamika Scott now. He was hot, though. I think it. That's oh, what I'm saying. Hot, hot, baby. I'm still hot, hot baby. I'm still hot, hot, still hot, mama. hot mama, baby. That ain't going nowhere. You had me. You had me. You had me. Knocking on your door, coming, traveling from city to city. Come on now. Where? Tiny, did you hear yeah. uh, when Brisha was that you on blast? Okay. No, no, no. Don't do that. Come on, me. Come on. Don't do that. Nobody here on blast. Uh -oh. <laughs> you gotta come back. It's okay. See, like, listen, let me fight you. Let me fight you. Come on, y'all. Y'all hush. Leave me alone now. I'm trying to be good in this. I'm trying to be good. Y'all gonna have to be good in this. Y'all better hush. So, Envy, you want you want the answer to your question? I got it. This is the answer to your question. That's why I don't get involved in this. Because we family. This we can do family. If he got involved, we ain't going to do that. We'll beat him up. Get out, Get out to me. But, J.D., you don't think you can write? You can write Escape a Hit in 2018. I of think course. You I, don't, I never. What you talking about? Me saying I'm, I'm not. I, I just agree with what she's saying. I think gotcha. that I feel bad for artists that, that put out brand new albums and they go do some of them songs. And the crowd sitting down, and it's then crickets. they can't wait until they put up they they old records. The times don't matter to me. It's the easiest time in the world to make hit records right but now. But you say you can do it, but you don't nothing. know about everybody else. Huh? <laughs> you saying you can pull it out, but you don't know about everybody else. Is that what you're saying? You said what? That's you saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not okay. saying that. I'm just saying I understand that that mindset because you do have to think about that. I think that's the same. That's the same thing I was saying to y'all about the movie and the, the, the whatever was the documentary or whatever it was, I felt like, I feel like you have to, the one thing I found out about getting to this space in life 25 years is that you have to protect your legacy. And protecting your legacy is damn near as hard as writing a hit record to get to the legacy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people will try all kind of shit to just like, say whatever, they, they gonna discredit you, this, that, and the third. But you gotta continue to keep protecting it. So I'm saying, you have to watch out and say, yo, if we gonna make a record, let's understand how big we are. Just kicking it off their first album, these number one records immediately, right? That's what I'm saying about this tour. It's just like to make sure everybody understand that. Like, yeah, the first ten records on this show. When the last time y'all been to a concert where the first ten records was all number one records? I'm not talking about like good songs and creditable to the culture. I'm talking about Legit six nine be saying yeah. on Billboard right. number right. one records on Billboard. That you ain't been to no show like that. You know what I'm saying? Even like Jay-Z and Beyonce, I went to their show, they first 10 songs ain't all number one records. They hits mm -hmm. to us as a culture. But you guys did the EP with the intention of we just love doing music and we're not putting the pressure of saying this has to be a platinum album. We've never done it before. We've never been independent either. We've never like done it on our own. Mm -hmm. We've always had a label behind us. Did you like it, the whole process of this? process went great, mm -hmm. actually. 
We we did six songs in like six nights. Did y'all miss Candy? <laughs> so you're so messy. No, they didn't miss me. Listen, since I'm a visionary person, I, I like what they doing, though. Everybody could take a page from, like, the new edition book, right? Mm-hmm. When BBD went and did what right. BBD did, who was tripping about them not being with new edition, right? I'm just happy to see that, you know, Escape is a group that lasted this long, and they all got these different you know, branches and this, that, and the third to pull it together and try to do it like this. I think that's the part that, you know, people don't, they pay so much attention to the group breaking up. But I'm saying if you can do multiple things in this world right now and still come back together and do what we about to do on this tour, that's that's the life that you're supposed to live right now. That's what y'all do. Y'all work different places. Right. Mm-hmm. Candy selling dildos. They got oh, things, oh, they oh, Escape3is.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.
pretty much so what that what? was for. Stop so. making excuses. A message can't be delivered within a hot verse. My son delivered a message but within a hot verse. Was it whack? What? No, his verse wasn't whack. It was kind of whack. No, it oh, definitely no, wasn't, wasn't whack. whack. All right. By, by now, he also discusses what <laughs> happened yes, with Tyler, the creator, and why he dissed him. If you guys remember on the song Fall, he had this to say. Tyler, create nothing. I see why you called yourself a black bitch. It's not just because you lack attention. It's because you worship the 12 songs. It's sacrilegious. If you're going to critique me, you better at least be as good or better. Get all the hood and sweater. Whatever his name is to help you put together some words. Want to just do letters. All right, well, why did he have an issue with Tyler, the creator, and clearly Earl Sweatshirt, too? Here's what he had to say. You know, I just felt like, okay, there's a mutual respect, you know? And a lot of the shit that ended up happening after that, like the tweet he put out with talking about Shady 15 and why can't people that are close to him tell him that his sucks and it's trash, and... Okay, listen, man, you don't have to like it. But being that somebody really was cool to you, and just don't go public with it. I chalk it up to them being young and just kids, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, all right, no. I've been there. The last straw, like, look, when Tyler tweeted out the thing about Walk on Water, this song is horrible. It was. I was like, all right, I need to say something now. Walk on Water was terrible. It was garbage. He Listen. maybe felt like he didn't need to tweet that out because oh, he thought they were God. friends. You and Eminem aren't friends, so you can say what you want to say. So but if he so, felt so, like so, he was friends with Tyler, the creator, maybe he felt like, you can tell me that, but is it necessary to tweet it out? I, I just think Eminem's making a lot of excuses to be one of the greatest MCs of all time. No, like he's he, explaining that he got in his feelings and he's a human being. You just sold a half a million records in the first week and you're still making all these excuses. Uh, why? Just because some of your art wasn't received well? He's explaining why he was doing what he did because people were wondering what was the issue, so now he's telling you. Here's, Here's what else he had to say about Tyler, the creator, and how he did feel that his disc record went a little too far. I was angry when I said this about Tyler. The word that I called him on the album was... One of the things where I felt like this might be too far. Yeah. In my quest to hurt him, I realized that I was hurting a lot of other people by saying it. It was one of the things that I kept going back to going, I don't feel right with this. Before the album came out, I had the conversation with Paul and we spun the word back. But now I realize people can hear what I'm saying anyways. M, you've used that word a million times throughout your career. You already did the apology tour when you got on stage with Elton John back in the day. So you know better than to use that word now. So that makes no sense. Like, one time is a mistake, but then when you do it again, after you know that that word offends the community, like, what is what are you doing? Well, I guess what he was doing was trying to quote what Tyler, the creator, said about himself to hurt him, and he just... So why not say that this way and instead of back and, like, and it played backwards. It didn't play forward, so that's what he was explaining, why he shouldn't even have done that. Because it played backwards. But, it didn't say Well, he shouldn't have said the word at exactly. all. Exactly. You know, right. he That's already what he just said. He, he, he knows did, the pain. He, he did but... that years ago. Like, you've apologized for that already. Right. Like, he just said that again. So he's, again, apologizing and saying he went too far. Revival was whack. Kamikaze is dope. End of story. What's there to talk about? Well, people had questions. So he did an interview to answer those and questions. And Angela used to work for Eminem. That's why she's defended him so much. Well, no, I do think that if people have questions and he sits down and does an interview, he should answer the questions. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Shout out Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, man. We need Fox 4 Dallas to come to the front of the congregation. You know how they do us. First, they assassinate us, then they try to assassinate our character. We'll talk about it. All right. And we're going to get on this new joint we've been playing the top of every hour. is Gucci Mane featuring Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. Wake up in the sky. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, Duncan, a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitch. Who's Donkey of the Day today? 
Well, Ed Sheeran, donkey of the day for Friday, September 14th, goes to Fox 4 News in Dallas. Now, if you haven't heard about the murder of uh, Botham John at the hands of Dallas police officer Amber Geiger, let me get you up to speed. Amber Geiger was off duty when she pulled into her apartment complex but pulled into the wrong floor. Then she walked up to an apartment she thought was hers, but it wasn't. She put the key in the door, but the door was already unlocked. She walked in there. And there was a black man named Botham John minding his own business in his own damn apartment. She says she gave him verbal commands to stop. But if I was home in my basketball shorts, eating some trail mix, minding my business, and someone comes into my house with a gun telling me what to do, I don't think I'd be that cooperative either. But to make a long story tragic, Amber Geiger shot and killed him. Shot him dead for no reason other than she made a mistake and went into the wrong apartment. Uh, her apartment is on... The third floor, Botham Johns was on the fourth. She allegedly went into the wrong apartment, and now a man is dead. That is the story that the Dallas Police Department has given us, okay? A man is dead because Amber Geiger needs a GPS installed in her ass to tell her how to get to where she is going at all times. Now, to add insult to a fatal gunshot, yesterday Fox 4 News Dallas put a story out with the headline, Search warrant says marijuana found in Botham John's mm-hmm. apartment after deadly shooting. Oh, the mayonnaise. Oh, Lord. The mayonnaise is heavy in that headline. Let's go to KDFW Fox for Dallas for the BS report, please. A search warrant describes more of the evidence collected at Botham John's apartment the day after he was shot and killed by an off-duty Dallas police officer. The inventory return shows two fired cartridge casings, one laptop computer, a black backpack with police equipment and paperwork, an insulated lunchbox, one black ballistic vest with police markings, 10.4 grams of marijuana in Ziploc bags, one metal marijuana grinder, two keys, and two used packages of medical aid. Now, the document does not say where any of those items were located in the apartment or who they belong to. And there have been several warrants signed by judges and executed in this case, so we could learn of additional items retrieved. Now, we do not know if those requests included any warrants to search Officer Geiger's apartment as well. Now, Officer Geiger did consent to a blood draw the night of the shooting. Toxicology reports for her and Jean are pending. You found a little bit of marijuana in Botham John's apartment after he was murdered because a police officer was too discombobulated for whatever reason to realize she walked into the wrong apartment. Some marijuana. So the F what? What the hell does that have to do with anything, okay? This is a classic example of first they assassinate you and then they assassinate your character. I don't give a damn if this man Botham John had weed in his apartment. I'm more interested to know what drug Amber Geiger had in her system that led her to know that led her to not know where the hell she was at in the first place. Now, Fox 4, if you needed a headline, how about talk about some of the other stuff they found in the apartment, like a black backpack with police equipment and paperwork, one black ballistic vest with police markings. Now, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but why did this man, Botham John, have police equipment and paperwork in his house and a black ballistic vest with police markings? He wasn't a cop. Was he in in the academy? Not that I know of, but it just so happens he had things that a police officer would have in his crib and a police officer accidentally, conveniently forgot what apartment she lived in. Nah, bro. That dream you're trying to sell, we not buying it. Okay, not at all. All right, now you're trying to deflect from the possible real issue, which is nine times out of ten, Botham and Amber knew each other, had some type of relationship, and things went left. And now the police department in Dallas is trying to cover it up. But, I mean, none of us can prove that right now. But you're trying to deflect from that situation, okay? But instead of that story, you would rather put heavy mayonnaise all over this situation by trying to discredit that man's character with weed. 
I read a quote once from uh, Sardinix Jade, and Sardinix Jade said, attempts at character assassination usually occur when it's too conspicuous to pierce your target with a bullet. I agree. But your Uncle Charlotte says character assassination also usually occurs when it is too obvious that a conspiracy is happening to cover up the fact a white police officer yet again in this country has unjustly pierced and killed a black target with a bullet. Please give Fox 4 Dallas the biggest hee-haw. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm, the Hellman's is heavy in that headline. Yes, all right. they have to keep investigating that. I'm hearing all kinds of different things mm. about how the door could not have possibly been left ajar because the door's yeah. all closed automatically behind them. She keeps changing her story about what happened. Why did Pictures he have of them together. police paperwork and police equipment in his house? Why was there a black ballistic vest with police markings in his crib if he wasn't a cop? Hmm, heavy mayonnaise all over these headlines. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. When we come back, the judge, Judge Faith Jenkins, is in the building. We're going to ask about this, too, when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Friend to the room. Judge Faith Jenkins. Welcome Hi. back. Good thank morning. you so much for having me back. I can't believe it's been six months. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. Damn. That was six months ago, yes. Wow. Did anything change for you after this interview? (laughs) (laughs) My social media blew up. That's for sure. (laughs) I was was not prepared. I've never been on before. I was not prepared. That's all I In a good way. I remember shooting their shot. The judge is fine. Well, no, just in general, people saying, you know, I had a lot of positive feedback. Mm -hmm. That's what you call it. That's what you call it. That's what you call it. Okay. DMs look like. DMs look like. DMs okay. No, it was. It was fine. It was, but it was, it was. It, I was overwhelmed, but in a good way. I was, I was not prepared for that. You but see how she caught us. She's like, it was pop. So about to say popping. But just, just say popping. <laughs> yeah, any any celebs in your in your DMs? In my DMs, um, a couple. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But all all positivity. <laughs> <laughs> it was all positive. How's your segment on Steve Harvey show going? Oh, it's going great. Okay. It's going great. I started doing uh, Judge Faith Rules at the end of the season, and that's going to be recurring this season as well. But it's fun because I go on and I give the legal aspect of what, what the issues are, and he gives the not-so-legal yeah, 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 yeah. aspect of it. What was the craziest case you had with him? With Steve? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Oh, we, had a, we had a few crazy cases, but I think it's one where the, uh, the guy, he's an aspiring... Rapper. Model. Oh, model. Okay. I was one, of those. <laughs> one of those. One of those. But someone was using his photos on uh, to promote their products mm-hmm. without talking to him and without his permission. And you see a lot of that. Catfishing. Catfishing. Yeah. You know, you did. A, you, yeah. you just on a show about that. Um, and so you see a lot of that now. Mm-hmm. Our laws are really trying to catch up with technology. Technology has moved so fast oh, it's that worst. it's, you know, tr- still trying to catch up. Even with women on uh, who are in the public eye. And the threats, and I, I hear, I, I shouldn't say just women, but I hear this more from women. Okay. Mm-hmm. The threats that we get on social media, the stalking, the mm-hmm. harassment on social media. And even me as a former prosecutor, I had one individual, it was so bad. I'm not rattled easily because I've seen a lot of things, but there was one person I was very concerned about and I called one of my friends who um, was also a former prosecutor and I talked to him about it. It's like, listen, as bad as this is, and I understand why you're concerned, there's nothing you can do about it right now. Really? Because they're just words on a paper right now. My lawyer now. told me the same And exactly. it is until someone gets up to you, takes that next step with action, 
when it could possibly be too she, late. She kill you, punch you in the face, all that, huh? You can't do anything right now. And so that's why I say our laws are still catching up mm-hmm. because these are very valid concerns that people have with some things happening on social media, um, my, myself included in that one instance. I feel that way about defamation on social media. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like social media sites like the Twitter apps, the Instagram, all that, they should be held liable for things that certain people That they allow on their sites. Yeah, right? yeah. You can't just be just saying anything you want about people. But it's, you know, it's a it's it's a balancing act between people having their right to express themselves and their and their First Amendment freedoms and We're when, when it crosses that line. Yeah, 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 when, yeah. when it crosses that line in, into defamation. But I'm just saying because everyone has access now. Everyone has a voice. And a lot of people, because... The anonymity of it all is is what is hurting people mm-hmm. the most because you're not because you're able to hide behind a keyboard and in many cases not reveal your true identity and say what you want and you can approach anyone now whereas it used to be you couldn't have access to celebrities to communicate with them um, and or people in the public eye and now that's all changed. If you was a judge and Cardi B came into your courtroom after you saw her trying to attack Nicki Minaj, what would you sentence her to? Sentence? I wouldn't. I wouldn't sentence her to anything. I don't think it rose to the level of of, of a crime. Okay. But it was. Um. It was certainly concerning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, people. People had to hold her back from the video that she I threw, saw. She threw a shoe. So would that be attempted assault? Oh, did she throw a shoe? Oh no, she didn't throw a shoe. Then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> it's a did, video. Oh, yes, she threw. Oh, she, oh, okay, she did throw a shoe. Okay. So yeah, that's 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 attempted assault. That, it that's is. a charge. It, it could be. It could right. be. But I mean, you know, in in those cases, no one's. First of all, no. No one's going to press charges. I don't think it's going to be something that, Mm-mm. you know, that someone's going to move forward with, but it could be. So you wouldn't have sent us her to nothing if she was in there? No, no, okay. no. you love no. Bodak Yellow. <laughs> That's my workout song. So I do like that song. Did you see Judge uh, Lynn Tyler here? I saw that she was here. She was oh, yeah. here. I'm excited about that. I saw uh, uh, the clips that, okay. that, that, that were posted. She spoke about mental health and people suffering from it and how it affects her when she's on the stand determining cases. Mm-hmm. Is that factor into your decision-making, too? Well, I see people in front of me that I, I realize have issues. Mm. Um, and that comes in, in in a variety of ways. People who are suffering because of things that happened to them in their childhood or um, as a result of relationships. And then there's just the... the um, the chemical imbalance that 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 some people have, and so I, I've seen it in a, in a variety of ways on on my show, and you you take that into consideration. Do you think judges, doctors, I would say police officers should take some type of mental test before they get that position? Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't, you know, especially if we're talking about police officers now, and in a lot of these cases that we continue to see, we just we're there's a case right now in Dallas that's all over the news: the young man who was shot and killed in his own uh, apartment. apartment. Absolutely. That's that's one of the things that concerns me, especially with police officers, because you do have that responsibility. You do carry a gun. You do carry a badge. And every day when you go out, lives are at stake, yours and, and other people's. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important that that it, that they are properly vetted and and have the training and the mental health aspect is a is a serious part of that. All right, we got more with Judge Faith Jenkins when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Judge Faith Jenkins in the building. Now, what do you think of that the, case of the officer who walked into the wrong apartment and shot an unarmed black man? 
I think, listen, we've all worked long days and long hours. I know I have mm-hmm. 14 hour days. And I still think it's it's strange that you can, one of these things could happen and I'd be like, okay, but for you to real, not realize you're on the wrong floor in your parking garage, mm-hmm. you're on the wrong floor of your apartment building, then you get to the door and according to New York Times, there's this red mat, that, that mat was there. So you don't realize that you're not at your apartment when you see a distinctive red mat in front of the door. Then your key doesn't work. That's four things. You still don't realize that it's not your apartment. I have a hard time processing that and understanding it. But at the same time, I don't think this woman woke up that day and say, I'm going to kill somebody. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out and find a a black guy to kill. Um, So it probably was a really egregious mistake she did go to the wrong apartment but at the same time you don't get that you you were off duty you don't get the protections you don't get to stand behind the fact that you're a police officer and get special treatment and that's what's happening in that case right now she wasn't arrested for three days Mm -hmm. any other person you go into the into someone's home and you shoot and kill them in their home they're putting cuffs on you absolutely and you're walking away in cuffs and that did not happen with her. So from that moment, I knew she's getting special treatment. She's getting preferential treatment. And that's a problem. So what can happen to her? Let's say everything she said was true. It was an accident. She walked into the wrong apartment, but somebody still died. What could happen to her? Assuming all of that is true, she should still be charged with murder. It was an, When she fired mm. the gun, that was an intentional act. That is murder. So not manslaughter? I think that manslaughter is not a strong enough charge in this case because mm. it wasn't a reckless shooting. The shooting was intentional. True. Was she reckless in the fact that she went in his apartment? Yes, that was the reckless act. The shooting itself wasn't reckless, and I think she should be charged with murder. Do you feel her account of what happened was self-serving? Like, she said that she walked to the apartment and gave him verbal commands to stop. <laughs> you don't get to give somebody verbal commands in their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're so you're so disoriented that you can't, you don't know where you are, but you're able to follow police protocols, what you're saying. But up until that point, you're so disoriented, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's self-serving. The, the entire story has changed to be self-serving, but that's what we see happen in a lot of police shootings, especially when it comes to unarmed black people, because police officers don't get convicted for shootings, mm-hmm. by and large. There's that one case in Dallas that just happened. The police officers were Oliver. Mm-hmm. He was just convicted. That was the first conviction in 45 years in Dallas. Mm. They don't get convicted Mm. for shooting people. So she's going to take her chances and go to trial. From a legal standpoint, is it too too early to tell the probable outcome in that case? From a legal standpoint, I can say that our laws are not designed to convict police officers for shootings under any circumstances. Mm. So um, even in that case, I think it's still based on the law and uphill battle, e- and even though she was off duty. Yeah, can you even give verbal because commands when you're off duty? Be- no. Mm. I mean, I guess, you know, in her capacity, it, it, she could always be acting under the color of the law because a police officer, I mean, if, if, you, if you see something going on, let, let me back up for a second. So mm-hmm. if you're a police officer and you see someone breaking the law, can you just, you, you can go in and say, you know, I'm a, show, my, show your badge, I'm a police officer. Yes, gotcha. you can do that. But this is not one of those situations. This is someone who is in their home minding their own business. You don't give verbal commands to a person minding their business in their house. You don't You don't sound objective about this one at all, Judge. Well, because like, I don't... I would hate to be in front of you if I was her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you think this is, of all the shootings we've seen, this is the most egregious? 
It's one of them. I it's mean, it, so that's why I I feel the way I do about this. This is this is crazy. And then the and he fits treatment. to the yeah. and you know because we always we always I, this this annoys me when mm-hmm. when we see um, when cases happen and because people start describing. You know, he was a straight A student, and he never been in any trouble. It doesn't. It shouldn't matter. Shouldn't right? Because if you're, if you are, if, if you are innocent and you haven't done anything, it doesn't matter if you are a a, a pastor mm-hmm. or a prostitute. If you're not supposed to be killed in that moment, if you haven't done anything to warrant someone shooting you, it doesn't matter. But 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 this guy, if you want to check those boxes. I mean, he worked at Price Waterhouse Coopers. Mm-hmm. He was a member of his church. He was the the poster child for what what because they, people always say, you know, well, don't run, don't break the law, and they won't shoot. He didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, if you were the judge on this case, would you sentence her? Absolutely. So, murder in the first degree, you'd sentence her, send her away. I think it's second degree. Second degree. Mm-hmm. Second degree okay. gets you what what time? I think in I think in Texas, it's. It may be fifteen or twenty-five to life. You give it up? Yes. He doesn't get. He doesn't get another doesn't day. Get his life. His family doesn't. He get doesn't get another day. Another day. Yeah. So as 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 tragic of an accident, because you know, there's a when you decide to carry a gun, there's a responsibility that goes with that. True indeed. And you take a risk every time you decide to pull it out and shoot it. And this time, it was a horrible, egregious mistake, and someone lost their life they shouldn't have. I see you repping Miss America 2019. I just got back from the pageant. Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, it was this just this past, past weekend. weekend. I was right. the pageant. It was, it was great. I feel like you know, there's Miss America, and then there's every other pageant. I, I, for me, Miss America is totally different. These women are scholars. They're in school. They are doing tremendous work in their communities. Mm-hmm. This whole debate about the swimsuit competition, that's such a minor part of mm-hmm. what their program is There's about. No, there, there is no swimsuit. There anymore, was no right? swimsuit competition mm-hmm. this year. And I paid for my entire education in three years competing in Miss America. I won, a, you know, probably more money than most. Mm-hmm. But in three years, I paid for my entire education. And me even being in the program, it's not like I grew up doing pageants. I didn't have any money. Mm. And, and and me being in the program, it come on the heels of me experiencing the biggest rejection and hurt I'd ever experienced in my life. And I was just looking for something else to do. Um, I was... Um, you always get a little teary-eyed when you talk about being rejected. I wasn't... In the Miss America pageant. Do I? Just a little. This is a little. Well, this is, this is a little different, though. I was, okay. I was in school at, mm-hmm. at Louisiana Tech, and um, I was a sophomore at the time. I knew nothing about pageants and never competed. Mm-hmm. And um, I, this was predominantly white school, and I was just a regular student, just going to class, doing my little organizations. But I really wanted to have more black friends, more black female friends, especially. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go out for a sorority, and I um, I went to the meeting for the sorority. It was a, you know small because this is a white school, so not a lot of not not a large membership here. So there were like seven girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was one of the only two that they rejected and didn't vote to get in. It was true. It's <laughs> a true story. And at the time, I was so hurt because <laughs> I'm like, these are my bond? people. You want a bond? It happened to him too. So, yeah, so, so I was rejected. So you understand. You I wasn't understand. Rejected. Yes, you were. Stop oh, lying. Well, he listen. hates all campus to this day. <laughs> I wasn't rejected. <laughs> Actually, my grade, I was. I had to have a. Uh, I had to pass a test. I had to have okay. an 81. And the teacher gave me a, a 79. Oh, so whatever. you you didn't meet the qualifications. I, well, you have to say it like that, but I I didn't I didn't make the qualifications. If you bring a okay. cat, if you bring a cane in here right now, he'll start crying. 
But, but listen, that, that was, ahead, but you understand at the time I, how hurtful that absolutely. was. I was so young and that was so hurtful to me. And I was just Stop like, laughing. what? I was like, what? And so anyway, then I had applied for a job in the dorm, same semester. Mm-hmm. I applied. I was a resident what, what, assistant in the dorm. I don't want to say what sorority. I don't even want to shout them out. It's AKA, 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 the college pageant, and at the bottom, in small print, it said the winner would would win free tuition, a full ride for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided, oh, I should do this. So what happened is I won Miss Tech the night I competed and became the first black woman to win that title, and it changed my whole life. All because the sorority that I wasn't and the AKA led into. That didn't take you. And so I was like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. God. It's the best thing that Absolutely. ever happened to me because it changed my whole life that semester. Well, you know, they always say they say trust the things that God blocks in your life. Yes, yes. So every time something happens now in my career, I think about that semester and that story because my plan was not big enough. Mm. God's plan was so much bigger and so much better, and I'm so grateful. We thank you for joining us. And for follow her, she said, at Judge Faith Jenkins. Yeah. Right. <laughs> came here to get her Instagram followers up again. <laughs> All right? <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's Justin. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, I was looking at Vibe.com and um, Unwind with Tasha K, and they have an interview with R. Kelly's brother, Carrie Kelly. And one of the things that he talks about in this interview, amongst many other things, like he talks about how he feels that R. Kelly got worse after losing his mother and Aaliyah. And he also says that he confronted him about going after little girls. And he said he believed that R. Kelly was trying to get some help. He said, Robert has a control problem. The only reason why he targets little girls, now that I'm older, I understand he was molested. I was molested too, but I didn't turn out that way. Now, he also said that R. Kelly, and he accuses him of sexually abusing their 14-year-old cousin. Here's what happened. I believe she was 14. Did he have sex with her? Yes. And this is his cousin? Yes, he did. Is this his cousin? Which family member is this? Cousin. There are rumors out there that there's a baby by R. Kelly, her own cousin. I can't say that. There's There haven't been any DNA or anything done. All right. Well, that's a crazy rumor to have out there. Now, R. Kelly was supposed wow. to have a show in New York, but that show has been canceled because of Hurricane Florence. There's no hurricane here. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I guess they were saying that it's going to be hard for them to get the production and uh, everything over uh, uh, here uh, uh. from South Carolina. Are people still trying to convince themselves about R. Kelly, though? Like, the, the evidence isn't overwhelming at this point? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's still <laughs> more allegations. <laughs> I mean, he's still on tour. People are still going to the shows, Tank, right? Tank's opening up for him, right? No. Yeah, so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, Tank's a brave man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tank. All right. Stormy Daniels is writing a tell-all book. It's called Full Disclosure. She's the porn star who sued Donald Trump over that hush agreement to keep her silent about their sexual encounter. She said there will be new details in that book that the public hasn't heard yet. She said everybody knows that a lot of the 60 Minutes interview was cut down for time. And there are things that I said in my interview that I really wanted people to know that are very important to me that I didn't get to say. I thought she got paid to be quiet. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, she got a $130,000 hush payment. And uh, she's talking, so I guess they could sue. Who knows? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. You know, she comes out with this book. 
She's already violated the NDA. We know she got some book, some book, some book advance money. And when she sells some books, you hit her with the lawsuit. Yeah, I need all that money. That's man. all. That's all. All right, but um, I guess the bigger picture is her exposing uh, all that information. Yeah. Now Michelle Obama, speaking of books, is going to be doing her book tour. She said, "Join me on my book tour." The website is becomingmichellobama.com. She said, I went to Princeton and Harvard. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I'm a wife, a mother, a daughter, and a sister. I've been a lawyer, a nonprofit leader, a hospital executive, and first lady of the United States. I like to call these my stats. And she said, where are you from? What do you do? What school did you go to? As I've written my memoir, Becoming, I spent a lot of time thinking about my story, mining it for the kinds of details I'd usually just brush off or even forget about. So you can go and check her out on tour. If you want to see where those dates are, go to becomingmichelleobama.com. When is our book drop? Uh, her book comes out September 21st. And if you are going to go and see her uh, see her the on her book tour. My, uh, hope to get her out the way. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually get a tick, Ticketmaster verified fan sale through September 18th and get an access code that will get you uh, pre-sale tickets as well. So okay. you can check her out on tour. I'm definitely reading Becoming, though. Yeah, me too. I can't wait for that one. Surprised I don't have it already. All right, Lil Wayne. He has a Billboard interview that's out. And in this uh, interview, they're talking about a lot of different things. He was the best man at 2 Chainz's wedding, even though you saw how he was dressed at the wedding. But he said, everybody was like, you got a speech. I didn't know I was supposed to have one. But his daughter had a speech. The bride's mom had a speech. His mom had a speech. And all three of them was awesome. The daughter killed it, though. She's going to be speaking for somebody one day, he said. He also talks about um, when he was 12 coming across a gun in his mother's house and shooting himself in the chest, just missing his heart. Now, before he's called this an accident, you've heard him talk about it on songs, but on a new verse, he admits that it was a suicide attempt after his mother told him that he would no longer be allowed to rap that track uh, samples Sanfa's uh, song Indecision, and it will be the album's outro. So. Oh, that's the twist of this story. Because yeah. I was sitting there wondering why is this news all of a sudden again? Like, I've heard this story a million times. We tried Now he's trying to kill himself. Right. I didn't know that. Because his mom told him he couldn't rap. Hmm. Now, for you guys that can't wait for the Carter Five album to come out, check out what Lil Wayne had to say uh, in this Billboard interview. My next project, hopefully it's amazing to everyone else, as amazing it is to me. I put a lot into it. Um, it's been a long time coming. The fans' patience is amazing in the song, so just to give them something, I mean, and hopefully that's something that's more than they was expecting. All right, so everybody's waiting for the Carter Five. It's uh, taking such a long time. Yeah, and I mean, see, the bad part about it is it's a lot of expectation for that album because it be took so long. Hell. Exactly. So when you say things like, you know, I hope people get what they expected, they've been waiting a long time for that album. Expectation is too high. Yeah, but we also know it was all kinds of legal drama, so it's not like he didn't want to put it out. Just do a new album. Like yeah. album is what maybe ten years old, eight years old, mm. or maybe he's you know keeping some things, changing like, some things. Who it's knows? Like Dr. Dre's detox, he could never live up to the hype at this point. Well, he's also now the sole owner of Young Money, so that's part of his settlement with Cash Money Records. He is now the full sole owner of Young that's Money. That's good, man. Maybe finally we'll get that little twist album in the streets been waiting Stop for. Stop it. Well, the album's supposed to come out September twenty first, so that's next week. So maybe little hear. twist, little Wayne, no little Wayne oh. now, man. Yeah, look Wayne's at you all album. excited. I got excited. Little no twist. I said you did a little twist when you said a little twist. Definitely did. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Hey, wait, wait, wait. It's Nas's birthday, man. Happy birthday to Nas. Oh. We're going to do a Nas Drop mix. Drop one of the cruise bombs for Nas and Jones. I woke up early on my morning day. Let me, know your, let me know your favorite Nas joint. We'll get it on in the mix. It's the Breakfast Club Re uh, Revolt. Sorry, see y'all Monday. Peace.